You're listening to The Athletic Mind with your host, Taylor Cook and Lauren Williams. Welcome back to another episode of The Athletic Mind, where we dig deep and shed light on the mental side of sports for athletes and coaches by having open conversations about mental health, mindset, and performance. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Athletic Mind. I'm your host, Taylor Cook, and today I'm going to be running solo because Lauren is in the midst of prepping for some speaking engagements and traveling, so she's not able to join today. But I did want to speak on a topic that I believe both Lauren and I have been experiencing a lot of lately, and that is stress. But before I get into the content of today's episode, I did want to kick off by kindly requesting our listeners to please go ahead and leave us a rating and review on Spotify or Apple. This really does help our podcast grow and to reach new listeners just like yourself, whether you're an athlete or a coach, athletic director, anything. You know, we really are just on a mission to be able to share really valuable information so we can be improving the sports landscape from a mental standpoint, whether that's mental performance or mental health for everyone. So please go ahead and leave us a rating and review. And alternatively, for those Spotify listeners, you can now help us improve our show by providing us with feedback within each episode. So you can go ahead and answer the weekly polls and submit any questions or comments and feedback that you have for us regarding each episode. So please feel free to go ahead and leave us that feedback. We really do appreciate it. We want to make sure that we are optimizing the content of this show to really provide as much value as we can to our listeners. So thank you so much in advance for those who take the time to do the ratings, reviews, and answer and engage in the polls. We really, really, really appreciate it. Words cannot explain. But now to get into the episode. So for context, for those who maybe have not listened to the last couple weeks, um, Lauren and I have been kind of going through a little bit of a gauntlet with uh, regards to, you know, work, moving, visas, all of these really stressful things because it's a lot of uncertainty for us when we look at planning for the future. And so for myself, I just packed up my life and moved to a new country for the fourth or fifth time now, I think. And it is always a very, very stressful process because as you know, a foreigner living in Europe, it's different immigration requirements for each country, and it can be a huge pain in the behind. And so this last week, two weeks, maybe close to a month. I'm not even sure anymore, but there's been a lot of stress in and around the uncertainty of what the future holds. You know, what's, where's the contract going to be? What's it going to look like? Where will we be living? What are the accommodations? Like there's so many things that are really up in the air. And I found that, that I had a serious response from a physical standpoint to this stress. And so being a a performance coach and having the tools, the mental skills to, to deal and cope with this and still seeing the amount of impact it had on me 
this is what makes me want to have this conversation around stress, you know, good stress, bad stress, getting a little bit deeper into different psychological stresses and how this impacts athletes, not just in sports, but in life in general, and why mental training is so important to provide to athletes, because it's not just about improving your sports performance. Of course, that's like going to be the main goal. But I think the biggest thing with mental performance is the fact that it doesn't just sit with you in your sport. It's transferable outside of your sports as well. And this is really important because it actually kind of acts as like a, a proactive measure for athletes, coaches in terms of their mental health, because they are given the tools to learn how to cope with a lot of these unforeseeable situations. And so I guess that's kind of what I really wanted to talk about in this episode. So just to give a little bit of an overview, we're going to go through the good and the bad stress, what those mean, what that looks like, when good stress becomes bad stress, you know, how to identify what that is, and to get a little bit deeper into the psychological stresses that athletes and coaches face in their sport and how that can potentially impact them and their performance. So let's dive right in here. So for those who maybe are not aware, there is a good kind of stress. You know, when we think of stress initially, we think of the bad stress, the kind that leaves you, you know, feeling really negative emotions inside, like anger or anxiety, maybe some depression, but there is a good kind of stress that actually pushes you to perform well. So when we talk about good stress, this is also known as eustress or acute stress. And this is a short-term feeling of jitteriness or nervousness and can cause an increase in adrenaline, which provides athletes with focus and motivation that are going to push them and help them achieve that peak performance level in their sport. And so some examples of acute stress or you stress, good stress uh, would be, you know, playing on an elite team. Maybe this is the first time that you've been able to be in an organization that's really well known and that can be both exciting and a little bit nerve wracking, right? Um, maybe this is starting for the first time, whether you're, you know, player, goalie, doesn't matter what your position is, but maybe it's just being on the first line. Maybe it's the first shift of the, the first game of the season. It could be, you know, earning an award, having to go and accept that award, you know, think about stepping on stage in front of, you know, a bunch of people and, and what that actually would feel like, you know, you get a little bit, the butterflies in your stomach and, and that, right. It's a short-term feeling, uh, could be becoming a captain on your team. You know, maybe it's the first time you're stepping into that type of leadership role for your team, both exciting because everybody loves to, to have a C or an A on their Jersey, but also a little bit nerve wracking because you have to truly step up and lead your team. And it can also be, you know, competing in an important game or tournament. Think about when you've played in a championship game, those feelings before you step out on the ice or the court, like those are all kind of situations which can be deemed as good stress. Now, obviously, it's about your perception to those events, whether you feel that you are, you know, capable and confident enough to go out and achieve them or not. 
which is a completely different topic. And I believe we've actually talked about, you know, performance pressure specifically and how you kind of create that own pressure for yourself, depending on how you're perceiving that event. So that's a different topic. You can go ahead and listen to that episode. I think it's just a few episodes back, but let's get into a little bit of the bad stress. So bad stress is also known as distress. And this is what happens when feelings of helplessness start to take over. And it's not going to give you the extra energy or focus that you're looking for as an athlete. It's actually going to do the opposite. And so some signs that you might be experiencing bad stress or that maybe your athletes are experiencing bad stress would include you know, deep feelings of anxiety, anger, depression, restlessness, maybe some aggression, poor performance, fatigue, headaches, all of these things can be indicators that you are experiencing bad stress. You know, a little bit of stress is to be expected, whether it's in sports or life, like that's just the way it goes. But there's a difference between short-term and long-term. And so bad stress comes in both the short and long-term forms. And I think a little bit of bad stress helps to build the mental resiliency and fortitude to keep pushing forward and building like the mental resilience piece. But once it becomes the long-term stress, once it's, you know, showing up every single day for multiple days, weeks, months at a time, that's when it's really going to start to impact you in a highly negative way. And so ongoing stress affects not, you know, just the student athlete's performance, but it also impacts their school and their personal lives. So if you are an athlete or if you're a coach and you're starting to see some of these signs of distress show up for you or your athletes, then it's really important that you pull them aside and try your best to address it and see what that problem is. And so, you know, this kind of leads us into the idea of when good stress becomes bad stress. And I think that kind of sums it up really like what I just said around it being short-term versus long-term, because you can have bouts of bad stress or distress in short stints. And again, that's kind of building that mental resiliency piece. But once it becomes that long-term, every single day I'm stressed out, I'm anxious about myself, about my performance, about life overall, whatever that looks like, I think that's when the stress truly does become bad at that point. And I think back to even just this past month of all of the stress that I have been dealing with from multiple different areas of life, it's had a major impact on how I show up, especially in how I'm feeling physically as well. So when I say this, I mean like everybody is different in terms of how they carry their stress. I myself have usually carried my stress in my shoulders and traps and neck area, like a lot of people do. Um, but the stress for me the last month has been getting so intense that I've actually started to experience it moving up my neck and into my jaw. And so that has been a sign for me that I really need to take a step back and, you know, figure out, okay, what is really pushing me to feel this stress and what is it that I'm going to be able to do to address it. And so when it comes to whether you are an athlete or a coach, uh, it's really important to 
know how to address the stress that you're feeling. And so I'd say the first part is to really focus on eliminating stress where, wherever you can. That's kind of learning on setting, learning to set the boundaries for yourself around personal, professional, sports, all of these different areas, learning to say no where possible. If it's not absolutely important, if it's going to add more stress to your plate, if it's going to take away from some of the priorities that you have, you need to learn to set those boundaries and manage your time effectively so you can work on you know, strategically reducing those stress levels. And then from there, it's about focusing on the controllables. So in sports, in life, there's a lot of things that you can't control. You can't control your teammates' behavior. You can't control uh, what the ref says or does. You Really, I mean, the only thing you can control is yourself. So instead of stressing about things and factors that are outside of your control, it's time to focus on what you can control and how you can respond to the problem that you are facing in the moment. We could dive in real deep on focusing on the controllables. I know that we did do an episode on focusing on the controllables, which I will link in the show notes for those of you to go and access quickly. Next, I think it's really important to focus on some relaxation techniques. So this can be you know, visualization, it can be meditation, mindfulness, can be breath work. There's a lot of different routes that athletes can take to focus on the relaxation piece for themselves. But I think a huge, a huge piece of being able to cope and handle stress comes from getting the proper rest and relaxation that you need, especially as a student athlete or professional athlete that's really overworked and overstimulated a lot of the time. So taking some time each day to commit to that self-care piece, to make sure that you're working on really kind of self-regulating that nervous system is super important. So this, again, can be breath work exercises, can be meditation, yoga, anything that's really going to help relax your mind and body. And from there, it's really about finding support. And I think this is, of course, where family and friends come in for a lot of people. But when I think back to when I was in university, I mean, yeah, I had friends and family to support, but I was living away from home. So it's not like I could go and get a hug from mom, but many athletes live away from home and they don't have that support system that they're used to having when they're at home. And so it's really important that you're not only able to you know, confide in your family and friends, but having the option to turn to someone that's a professional that can really help you learn some of the coping skills and mechanisms is extremely important. And so if you're a student athlete, I know most schools, if not all schools, provide counselors. It's really important to go and see a counselor. If you have access to a sports psychologist or a mental performance coach, Go and talk with them. That is what they're there for. They are someone who can both listen and help you work through some of those issues, some of those stresses that you are feeling in the moment. Again, like this support piece really brings me back to the importance of having a mental performance coach of sorts for your athletes because student athletes have significantly more stress than your average non-athlete student. 
They've got a full-time sports schedule, full-time academic schedule. Some of them have, you know, part-time jobs to kind of offset some of the financial stress. I know that was that was me when I was in school, even being on a on a scholarship. I still had part-time job to make sure that I could have some money coming in to not feel as as guilty because my mom was the one paying for everything and and yeah, like financial stress plays a huge role in student athletes' lives and the social stresses too, right? Like we don't have the opportunity to have the same kind of social calendar that non-athletic students do. A lot of the time student athletes are kind of isolated solely to their team and have a bit more of a difficult time making friends outside of their team, especially when you are a team athlete. I mean, thinking of of hockey in my experience, I was with my team, I felt like 24 seven outside of, you know, going to class and having different classmates and such. But, but yeah, like these are all important factors to consider for student athletes because they're being expected to perform at their best in their sport, in academics. And on top of that, to be dealing with being away from home and, and having some of those extra stresses it can be really, really overwhelming for a lot of folks. The key is really to identify, you know, the good stress from the bad stress and learning how to properly manage the bad stress that comes along with being an elite athlete. Now that we've kind of done a little bit of an overview on the good versus bad stress, how to kind of work through coping with some of those bad stresses, I did find this article from First Beat And I found it both interesting and enlightening, actually, because I hadn't really thought about the different psychological stresses that affect athletes in season. Recent studies have shown increased psychological stressors slow down the rate of strength recovery from strength training workouts and and inhibit short-term muscular recovery from resistance exercise. Meanwhile, if you lack the necessary resilience to cope with stressors, it can have a negative impact on cognitive functions key to good performance like reaction times and decision making. What exactly are those stressors and how is it that coaches and athletes are going to be able to identify them in order to adjust and limit the negative impact that these psychological stressors can have on performance? This article breaks it down into competitive, organizational, and personal. So when we're looking at the competitive stressors, they've defined a competitive stressor as being related directly to the sporting situation the athlete finds themselves in. Essentially, they are the more obvious stressors and are most likely linked to what's happening during training or in a game. So they've listed some common competitive stressors, such as injury, returning from injury, uh, pressures leading up to game day, pressures to perform during a big game, opposition, competition for places and issues with form and our technique. These are some very common competitive stressors that I would say majority of athletes experience every single day. And then we jump into the organizational stressors. So the organizational stressors are an ongoing transaction between an individual and the environmental demands associated primarily and directly with the organization within which the athlete is operating. And so they've listed some common organizational stressors, such as training issues, which can be a change in setup, coach, uh, training content, training practicalities, uh, interpersonal conflict with teammates or coaches, perceived lack of support from organization, 
and travel or accommodation issues. And this is actually a really interesting thing to read because yesterday I just had a conversation with, with a coach who's um, coaching in the, the top league in France. And we were discussing, you know, a lot of the external pressures and stresses that impacted their team last season. And some of this included, you know, changing of the head coach a few times, a lot of media in and around some negative press with the president of the club. And, you know, this is, these are kind of like the organizational stressors that can impact athletes on an individual level and, and on a team level. And so when athletes don't have the, the mental tools to fall back on and they get caught up in a lot of the externals, it really does pull away from their ability to show up and perform at their best as an individual and as a team. Kudos to, to this coach for being able to recognize that these players need to have that mental support, not just because of what's gone on over the last year, but because in order for any team to be a championship team, they need to have the support for their team and for their players to be able to cope and deal with some of these unforeseen problems and situations that will arise and impact their mental health and mental performance and physical performance as well. And lastly, we're jumping into the personal stressors. So personal stressors are the environmental and personal demands that are placed on the athlete directly associated with personal life events. So some of those uh, common stressors include lifestyle issues and changes, such as alcohol or sleep, financial issues, traumatic life events, and outside commitments, i.e., you know, university degree for student athletes. So I think, you know, we've kind of covered a little bit of those personal stressors, such as the financial piece and, and the uh, academics piece for student athletes. I'll, I remember when I was in university and, you know, our coach pretty much said like, the second that you come to the rink, all of your problems get stopped at the door. Okay, this is a great idea in theory, but a gentle reminder that we are humans before athletes and whatever is going on in your personal life will, without a doubt, seep its way into your sports performance. Because the more caught up with the, the stresses of your personal life, whether that be, you know, relationships or family or finance or academics, they all have the ability to impact your performance because what's, what it's doing is taking your focus away from the task at hand. And this mental performance training is what's really going to hand athletes and teams the tools to be able to cope with a lot of these things so they can work on increasing their focus towards their, their sports and being able to cope with some of those external stressors that will inevitably impact their sports performance. And so if you're a coach or an athletic director, I really you know, encourage you to think about everything that I have just kind of laid out over the past, I don't know, 20, 20, 30 minutes or so. But stress plays a huge role in everybody's life, especially student athletes. And so we're talking about working on providing athletes with the mental skills to be able to cope with stresses from different areas of life, personal, 
competitive, organizational, all of those psychological stressors need to be taken into account when thinking about how you can really help provide support and positively impact your athlete's mental health and their performance on an individual team and organizational level. I hope that this episode proved to be of some value. It may have been all over the place because mentally I feel like I have been all over the place. And even with my notes in front of me, yeah, it's really easy to kind of go down different mental rabbit holes when thinking of previous experiences from when I was playing in university and, you know, recalling just how significant those bad stresses or that distress impacted my performance, especially latter half of my my career at St. Thomas, when I started to, you know, experience a lot of those feelings of anxiety and depression and how that really did have a negative impact on my performance and it really ended up costing me my playing time because I wasn't able to step up and be be as good as I needed to be for the team when they needed it. Yeah, I really just want to make sure that athletes have the ability to identify like that good from bad stress, what that chronic or long-term stress can do to an athlete and present some of those psychological stressors more for coaches and athletic directors to truly understand the impact that your organization plays on an athlete's ability to show up and perform and also providing athletes with a couple steps to work on coping with and managing some of those external stressors that are going to inevitably show up again i hope that this episode was of value if it was, please go ahead, share it on social media, tag us, and please, please go ahead, leave us a rating and review. We really appreciate all of the support that we've had throughout the past year and a bit with the podcast, and we love providing all of this information to our listeners in hopes that it gives them the ability to step into their peak performance. So. Thank you guys so much and we'll see you next week.